Hi, welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush. And I'm Don Ludicky. We're bringing you your favorite romance authors. You'll get to hear them read from their books and answer your questions. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, Don from Romance Happy Hour with Dylan and Marie Booth and Stephanie Queen. Um, uh, how I on this Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, see, I, I want you all to notice here, Dylan down there. Well, she's down there below me, if you guys can see that. I don't know where I am on the screen. Yeah, I might be you're, above you, John. Yeah, I think, well, oh, I'm, I'm under you. you. You're on top of me. I just saw uh -oh. my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> she's down there in that, okay, I'm going to say this. I worked at a spa, right? Hand and stone massage and facial spa. And it actually gets really crazy. And their theme was it's always Jamaica at Hand and Stone, right? So it looks like um, it's always Jamaica at Dylan's house right now because she's got <laughs> glasses on. It's not. There are probably, there's probably about three feet of snow um, on the sides of my oh. driveway right now. So I am protesting. <laughs> um, so I decided I'm going to wear my sunglasses while I sip my fruity martini. And um and pretend like it's ninety degrees outside. You should have done a daiquiri with like an umbrella. Well, I was telling um Dawn before we started that I I should have made a drink that um like a naughty snow cone because I could have just gone out onto my deck and gathered up a whole bunch of snow and put that in a martini glass and poured some sort of concoction over that. So maybe I'll do that next time. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a great idea. So you know what I got for Valentine's Day? What'd you get? I got a zit. Oh. <laughs> that's it. What'd you get, Don? I got a zit. What'd you get? So actually, I got this really cute purse upstairs. And I think my daughter's really super excited because it matches her purse. Um, black and mine is gray. And then I got these flowers. Oh, and there goes my balloon. And then I got this little box of flowers. Oh, cute. And my balloon that just floated away. But my husband, his main reason, it was like a gift pack. His main reason for doing it is because <laughs> it came with this that says, coffee is love in a mug. Oh, so, that's cute. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it came with like, you know, four free ribeye steaks or something. Oh. <laughs> and that's why he picked it. <laughs> no, he's very romantic when he wants to be. Um, Aren't they all when they want to be? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he 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 has a tendency to, he could sweep me away. He, I love him to death. He's really good at pickup lines still. he, it, My kids think it's funny. They always sit there and laugh because he'll come up and, you know, say those cheesy pickup lines to me, and they're like, Dad, you're already married. <laughs> you don't need to pick her up. I'm like, shut your mouth. <laughs> you got to keep it fresh. Yeah, fresh. All right, so we are joined by Miss Stephanie Queen and Miss Marie Booth. Stephanie, um, how, uh, what? tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're working on, what you're giving away. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I um I am a USA Today bestselling author. I write romance. I write mostly romantic suspense. I have a uh, romantic thriller detective series called The Beachcombers that takes place on Martha's Vineyard in uh, Massachusetts Ooh. Island, and it's about this moving um, 
heavily heavy sold uh, hero who's seen everything, and this this young up and coming uh, young lady who who captures his heart in spite of him, in spite of everything, and they work together to uh, on dangerous missions, and it's just so much fun. Right, it's like a modern day squash buckling kind of uh, series. Martha's Vineyard sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, have you ever been there before? Me? Oh, yes, sure. And I, I plan to go back again <laughs> often, as, yeah. long, as often as I need to research. I have uh, nine books in the series and Ooh. several novellas, and I have two more novels planned at least. Um, my fans keep asking for more every time I think it's going to be over. <laughs> yeah. Um but I also write uh, like sexy contemporary and also um, small town um, romantic comedies. Uh, so I do, I do those three kinds of categories. Mm -hmm. And my upcoming release, which will be out on February 28th, is called The Melissa Affair. Mm -hmm. We gotta lift it up a little bit. Uh, so we can, there we go. There we go. Anyway, it's a um, sexy contemporary kind of new adultish um romance um very steamy and so much mm -hmm. more it's part right. of a duet and i don't know if you know about duets they are like um one is in you know the heroine's point of view and the next one is in the males and that's what i have this one is from the male's point of view lupus oh. okay so, so one book it's like a yeah. one book is in the heroes and one book the next book is yeah. in the heroines as opposed to splitting mm -hmm. people in the book got it yeah, I did that. I did that with a. Um, I did a side project for my kids oh. one time when I was trying to get them to figure out how to get along together, and so I did a little story for them. Self-published it about um, they get lost in the Alaskan wilderness. One from my son's point of view, and one's from my daughter's point of view. Sure, but never, uh, never romance. That's cute. I'm gonna have to check those out. Yeah. Um, what about you? Did you just ask for me? Because you're uh, <laughs> sorry. I write under two names, and it gets kind of confusing. My real name, I write uh, paranormal fantasy. Uh, I have uh, I have my book here. This book is free at all vendors. It's a long series of sort of sweeter paranormal, and it's under my real name, Gail Parnas. Yeah. But I also write uh, under Marie Booth, I decided to go crazy and write a, a bunch of different genres. So I write urban fantasy. I have sexy contemporary. Here's Stroke. This is the, the Gate series book one. It um, uh, revolves around the world of erotic art. It's very sexy. Ooh, yeah, I was going to ask, are those paintbrushes on the cover? Yes. Yeah, uh, it revolves around people who are members of a gentleman's club in Marin County near San Francisco. I live near San Francisco. Uh, and um, everyone who's a member of the club, it's a regular, you know, like health club. But everyone who's a member of the club is either an artist or a musician or a dancer or they're a patron of the arts. That's sort of like the qualification to get in. And it's all men. So okay. of course, in book two, the female in book two is protesting against the fact <laughs> that it's all men. <laughs> so uh, that's, that was a really fun series to write. And I'm part of this worst ever anthology. 
Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. The worst holiday ever. It, this was, I think, 10 or nine authors. We had the most fun writing holiday stories. Um, mine was a paranormal involving fallen angels and Neptune, you know, because why not? <laughs> Called Ringing in the Reefer. <laughs> it was Ooh. a lot of fun to write. Um, and uh, the worst Valentine's Day ever is the latest one we just put out. And that's what I'm going to be reading from tonight. Nice. Because it's it involves the, the lead uh, character in Stroke and the lead character in book two, which is Simmer. He's a musician. And it involves their secretary, who is not the meek and mild secretary. She's the uh, tells her bosses what to do kind of yeah. secretary. Nice. And eight months pregnant. So <laughs> you can imagine. I what love those with her. Women. I love <laughs> you, Hira. So there's lots of humor in my books. Nice. Lots of humor and lots of, lots of fun times and very sexy, but also funny. So nice. That's that sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. So I forgot to ask, Dylan, what are you working on? Oh, thanks, Don. <laughs> uh. um, so today I made a big announcement. I am part of a box set that we just put up a pre-order. It's called Sweetest Obsessions. And my story is a prequel to the, um, the new series that I'm going to be launching this spring. And... It's called Lemon Tarts and Stolen Hearts. And oh, you can get that plus um, 22 other ones for 99 cents on pre-order right now. Nice. And if you pre-order, you also get some freebies. So, so that's the latest. And then I'm working on edits for the first full length book in that series, which is called Sweet Tea and Second Chances. And that one, I think I've been afraid to commit to a release date because it's my first indie book. But um, I am really, really, really looking at um, April 26th. And, and it's out there now. There. It's there. Okay. And everybody's going to come back and hold me to it. And she's going to let me read it early. <laughs> I am. I, I'm almost done with my, my final edits. And I'm going to send it to you. Because I think, I kind of think one of my secondary characters is a bit of an ass. And I need an opinion. I love assholes, though. <laughs> well, we won't tell everyone that, Don. <laughs> I mean, it is Valentine's Day, but you don't have to tell everybody that. Listen, I, I just want to tell tell the watchers, readers, um, I wasn't going to drink tonight because I'm nursing a cold. But then Dylan called me out about an hour ago. So I'm like, oh, shit, now i got to go get some get some drink on. So now I've got wine. Well, me too. I was gonna pretend like it was the apple juice, right? <laughs> oh come on, that's apple juice. It's, yeah, we'll see you in about twenty minutes whether you think it's apple juice still. I'm teasing. Yeah, I want to know if anybody made my cotton candy martini. I wanted desperately, but I cannot. I want to tell you. It's hard when you have the cotton candy and you try as soon as you put it in the drink. I mean, it just <laughs> it just goes away. I don't know if you guys can it's see that, but it's <laughs> it's just sugar. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, so now I'm drinking sugar. All right. So, uh, moving on. What are you working on, Don? 
Oh, me. Yeah. So um, I am working on a lighthouse, a contemporary lighthouse book um, that HQN has requested to read. So um, I'm I'm working on that. And my um, last child is finally in preschool. So I now have business hours and I'm allowed to like be a full time author. And I'm very excited. I plan to be finished with it by March, early March, so I can work on book two. I'm going to, shortly I'll be releasing a Coast Guard um, boot camp book. Um, I haven't decided yet. I just found out today that I can finally release it um, self-pubbed. And then I'll be working on book two and book three in that shortly after. And that's where I'm at. And then I got a couple of backlists that I'm trying to get out there still. been slow, but that's me. <laughs> All right, Miss Stephanie, are you ready? I am ready. I will be All ready. Right. <laughs> Stephanie is going to read to us for a little while. I'm going to pop her up here um, and let you meet Stephanie and her amazing characters. Go for it. All right. This is the, the Melissa Affair. It's, um, like I said, a sexy new adult kind of um, Contemporary romance, and let me. I have to I have to wear my glasses to read. This is actually this is the second book. First one was the Holiday Affair, and that was with Melissa's point of view, first person. And now her and her and Lucas got together. However, at the end, she decided to break off the affair, and now this book starts with Lucas's point of view and picks up uh, at the last scene of the last book um, or just after the last scene of the last book. So let me read chapter one. Even if I hadn't run into Bert, I would have come here tonight. It's New Year's Eve, exactly one week since I met Melissa. It feels like I've known her forever in my dreams. She's been there in my soul and in my imagination all along. She didn't see it the same way. She broke off our affair after only two days, or tried to. I told her I'd give her a space, give her time to change her mind, but I couldn't wait any longer to see her, to change her mind. To persuade her, I had to, if I had to, I could convince her, I have to. Now they step inside Margot and George's penthouse, sidestepping their butler, Walter, I do my best to calm the frenzy of blood pounding through my veins. I immediately zero in on her, catching her in my sights, as if she were the only one in the room. Melissa stands ten feet away, looking at me like I'm a ghost, ignoring the stuttering of my heartbeat, the sudden rise of heat, the rise of my most sensitive body part. I go to her. When I reach her in a few steps, I don't touch her. I have to let her come to me the last inches. It doesn't take more than two heart-stopping seconds. Silent and tense, begging prayers to the deity. I hadn't prayed to him for so long. I wait. And there she is. She's in my arms.
I whisper, knowing she'll understand the sentiment even if she doesn't know the words in Italian. After I squeeze her tight, reassured that she's there, mine, at least for the moment, I speak or try to. I have to explain some things to her, and I really don't know where to begin. So I translate my whispered words instead. You are my infant. I'm crazy for you. She looks up at me, her troubled brown eyes deep and pleasing, fringed and possibly thick lashes. I've been taken with those eyes from the first minute I saw her, found them compelling and complicated, found myself connected inexplicably. But I didn't care about logical explanations, not now. Now I see everything in her eyes, in her face, soul, deep hope, the need, the pride, the longing most of all, her closer, and she lays her face against my chest. I hear her muffled voice, whether she means me to or not. I'm the one enchanted with you, Lucas, against all odds. The blast of joy rushes through me, but right on the back of the joy is the unavoidable acknowledgement that I hear the doubt in her voice. Lingering and stubborn, as determined as everything else about her. There's also the well of doubt inside me that I have to admit to, because I have some secrets. So that is the beginning of where they pick up. This is set in New York City. So they were the single scene there. He's from Italy, and it's all she knows about him. She doesn't even know his last name. He's an Uber driver that she met a week before. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened to Melissa is she lost everything. Oh. She lost her business. She lost her apartment. She lost almost everything, and she only has like a couple hundred dollars left in her bank account. She's moving out of her apartment the night Lucas picks her up in his Uber car. And she's, for the first time in a very long time, very vulnerable. And that's how they meet, and that's how they connect. And so now, now, they, and they have this tumultuous, really hot, heated affair for two days where she tells him everything and he knows everything about her, her history. And she has some secrets of her own that he uncovers. But he's never shared his story and he's worried about it. And so I'm not going to tell you what his big secret is, but it's a doozy. And it unfolds as the story goes on. No, it sounds so good. So is it what was this part of your beachcombers? Oh no, this is um no this is a um kind of new new adult romance. Yeah. Um, my beachcomber series on Mother's Vineyard is um 
has been ongoing for a couple of years now. Like I said, there's nine nine books in it, and uh, and we'll have one um, released probably in about April. Another one, the tenth book. Um, and but what I've decided to do with that series because I love audiobooks, I have decided to put that series into audiobooks. And so the first one, called The Beachcombers, will be released in audio probably in the next four or five weeks. And oh, wow. that's why I'm giving away that prize to the mm -hmm. readers uh, for that audiobook. Uh, because I know audiobooks are kind of a premium. They're, they, they're a more of an investment for the, for the listener. Uh, yeah. But they're, but they're um, worth it, in my opinion, because I just, you know, at the end of a day, you know, writing it on the computer all the time, it's like a pleasure to not be reading at the screen. I'm, I, my eyes are tired at the end of the day, you know, when, when am I reading time? And so listening has been just wonderful. I found a narrator who I adore. He's like this young man with this gorgeous, deep voice who brings the book alive. He's an actor. Yeah. He's in Hollywood now auditioning for a new pilot series for NBC. And I, I don't know. Cool. Well, I they, you know, I'm rooting for him to get it, but I'm rooting for maybe not to because he's supposed to be doing my series. Uh, he's, um, you know, been wonderful and uh, really good at dramatizing. He he has done um, a novella in the Beachcomber series for me called Let It Snow. It's a Christmas novella, and that is out right now. Um, and I will post on my, um, it is posted on my website, stephaniequeen.com. There's an audio clip from that book if you want to check it out. Mm -hmm. And I also have an audio clip from uh, the upcoming Beachcombers um, audio book as well. But that one, I, I'm in love with those characters. So I keep writing the books and, and my, my um, readers really, really encourage me to keep going in the series as well. So I am trying to do, you know, more than one series at a time um, because it's just fun to have to write two different kinds of things and I know you probably find that yourself um, and I have increased my productivity so I can do it I'm kind of excited I just recently started experimenting and working on the speech to text okay to, yep. to really you know make my process more productive and it's just been wonderful because I'm a, an audio person right and so I like I can talk the book and I can and you know train the software which I use on my actually, and it um and it just types it all out it's just the coolest thing so it's much quicker and it's also kind of makes you think about how it sounds you know as you can see I'm, I'm not like the best reader I would be a terrible audiobook narrator I would be awful I'm no actress not even not even close but um but i but i can in my head like translate it to the book to speech and and say it and have the computer type it has just been um kind of perfect for so me. Do, you, do you find that works well like um does it get your words all jumbled up or does it work pretty good um like i said for me because I'm so used to listening to audiobooks, and, yeah. um, and and you know I'm like just one of those auditory kinds of people. Um, it's it is working well, and you can pause. It's not a problem. The computer, the, the software will pause with you. So, so it always understands what you're saying. It doesn't. Well, <laughs> make mistakes. But you know, the key is to do your um, edits immediately after you do your dictation. Okay. 
really cool to say because it says some really crazy things. I'm like, what was that? What was that? Like worse than, you know, like autocorrect on your text messages. It's not even awful. Yeah, I'm bad with that. That improves over time. That from everybody, what everybody says. I haven't been doing it that long, but um, it's 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 just been really fun for me, and um, you know, it's a, it's all part of the revision process anyway, and and kind of forces you to have a cleaner copy, I guess, like for your draft when you dictate and then revise right away. Uh, so so I <clears throat> I can do two series at once, and then you know, an odd novella here and there. I see you're in a box set, and I, I really I love box sets, and I love being part of those groups. Don't you find yourself enjoying that being part of a, a whole author group? Uh, yes, I, I think the camaraderie is awesome. Yeah, and just well, learning from each other and oh yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but um, I'm I'm about to with I think I'm going to do it with my next uh, my next self published release. Well, because I'm a, I'm a very social person, which is uh, terrible for a writer. I'll tell you. <laughs> I have been in probably a dozen box sets because I really enjoy the collaboration and just love it. Yeah. So you, I, I write novellas for those. And so I have, you know, a whole bevy of novellas out there that are, that are just part of, some of them are related to my series, like spinoffs of my Beachcomber series. Yeah. Um, the last one I had out was called Ace Under Fire. And that's one of the characters from the Beachcomber series that gets his own story, his own love story. Um, and so that's kind of a fun thing you can do, um, you know, with, with black sets. It's just kind of mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I, I really enjoy having the suspense thriller. And I, when I read books or listen to audiobooks, I usually read thrillers or listen to thrillers. Like one of my favorite authors is Lee Child, for instance. Yep, <laughs> you know? sure. And um, so I I do enjoy um, putting that element into into the stories for the beachcombers, um, and um, I'm not um, as edgy as a straight thriller would be because I have the romantic end is my <laughs> emphasis the you know yeah. equal parts of you know sensual tension as well as the the danger tension and um, so it doesn't get uh, too far in either direction, I guess. Yeah. So where did you find your narrator? Oh, that was a lot of fun. So I, um, <laughs> it really was everything about it. Um, I, I, uh, am doing my audiobooks through ACX, which is okay. Amazon's, um, you know, audiobook kind of production. Um, and they, uh. they do the audiobooks through Audible and also on iTunes. I guess they are. And so ACX, um, I think it's called Audio Exchange or something it's short for, but it's um, they have available to you um, a, um, a database of narrators. Yeah. And so what you do is you um, put a script you know, into the database and you describe what kind of narrator you're looking for. You have a script in there and then um, the narrators will um, – Submit auditions. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Fun. And yeah. I as far as registering for it, but um, for ACX, but I I've been too scared to like 
I know, it's scary. Second step. Oh, (laughs) but it's so much fun. Like I said, if I wasn't in love with audiobooks, I might not go to all the trouble, but I just adore them myself. So I feel like I want to be in that, you know, in that milieu. I really Mm -hmm. do. So I uh, I got over 30 auditions and it was, you know, I, I listened wow. to them and they were like all over the map in their level of expertise, in their in their uh, narrative talent, their voices, their, you know, dramatic talent. And the technical side is also uh, a big consideration. They need to have a production studio because they not only narrate the book, they produce it. So they have to um, do okay. all the recording or you need mm-hmm. to have a like the soundproof studio and, and the equipment, the software to, to edit the, um, the sound tape. So it's kind of a big thing. Yeah. And then you pay them per finished hour. So my Beachcombers, um, it's called the Beachcombers, the audiobook will be about seven and a half hours long. And so uh, when it's finished and he gets paid an hourly rate based on the finished hours. Okay. And they usually take about five hours to produce every one finished hour. Oh my gosh. You have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Right out yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a lot more high tech than we are right here, Don. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they don't drink on the job though. Do they get to drink martinis? Yeah, no, they don't. Really not. I didn't know. I should have brought a drink and I didn't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel so. Oh, it's happy hour, Stephanie. <laughs> it's happy hour. Like as a note, I didn't know you meant. Stephanie, Stephanie, up in up to her own screen. You have time to run and grab yourself a drink. I'll text you. I'll 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 let you know when she's up by herself. That way you can escape real quick. Well, we, we do not discriminate against people who prefer not to have a drink either. It's, no, we I'm, yes. I, I'm, it's a fun extra if you like that, but yeah. We don't, because sometimes no. we don't drink. Like, I won't get it. Until like when, Don? No. Have you not had alcohol on our show? Last time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. I think I, I didn't last time. I was like... Um, it was like just oh, moved in. Kitty. Um, <laughs> kitties. We love animals in our show. <laughs> I have an animal. We <laughs> dogs and cats both. Um, yep. I have a dog on my feet right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Should we um, let Marie? Yeah, Marie. Would you like to read from her book? I think I'm ready. Okay. okay. I'm gonna pop Marie up here, Stephanie, so you can escape if you prefer. To get yourself a drink. All right, I'll be right back. I All think. right, Marie, you're up. And and if anyone has a question for um, yeah. either Stephanie or Marie, just post it in the comments, and we'll get to those after. Great. Okay, so I am going to read um, the first first part of my uh, "Love You, Baby" is the name of the of the short story in "Worst Valentine's Day Ever," and the poor girl's eight months pregnant. Her fiance proposed, she said yes, and then he decided he had to join an organization like the Peace Corps, kind of like the Peace Corps, to give back to humanity. So he left town, and now he's in the Amazon somewhere, and she doesn't know she can't in touch with him. She's told him she was pregnant. She could have, but she didn't. So um, she's sort of 
still working. And she has her two very alpha bosses who are very hot guys from the other two books in the Gate series. And I'm gonna start reading now. Love you, baby. I gritted my teeth, holding back a growl. My boss was tall, good looking, generous and patient, but he was late. And I had a situation only he could deal with. His San Francisco breakfast meeting should have ended by 9.30, giving him plenty of time to get back to the club. Male voices in the hallway gave me a bit of hope. Finally appearing, Damien smiled a greeting as he entered. Good morning, Rachel. He continued in the direction of his office. I'm expecting a call at noon from the architect. Good morning, Mr. Granger. My irritated tone and formal address stopped him in his tracks. Is it going to be one of those days, Miss Abercrombie? You can count on it. My coffee's not done because Victor is set on making it again today. He left a note on my desk. I read it aloud. I'll be up early to make the coffee. I have a special blend I want to try. We glanced at the wall clock. 11 a.m. Damien shrugged. As long as it isn't that island blend, the office smelled from coconut for weeks. <laughs> it's 11. I know, but he works late every night. I slumped. It's this movie project he's working on, an entire film score. He doesn't like to disturb Sloan, so he comes to the club if he thinks he'll be working through the night. My boss treated me to a wry smile. She has him tied or wrapped around her apron ties. Pot kettle. Damien could talk about Victor giving in to Sloan, but Damien adored his Cassie. Both men treated their wives like goddesses, which is as it should be. Could you speak to Victor about starting the coffee earlier? Maybe actually setting the type timer? Ever since he'd learned to use the office coffee pot, he'd been experimenting, sometimes to our horror. I could still smell the spicy taco blend. Can't you? He laid, he laid out his hands in a pleading gesture. He's your partner. We inherited our positions from our fathers. Come on, I laughed. Would that have made a difference? He smiled and shook his head. If I'd had a choice, I would have picked Vic as a partner. However, I believe it may be time to reevaluate other members of the staff. With one brow arched, his gaze pinned mine. Did you practice that look in the mirror, boss? Because it needs work. I've discovered storefront windows are most gratifying. The window dressers run in terror. Most people found Mostly a deliciously deep toned British as keen intelligence. Having grown up, sorry, having grown up in a rough area of Boston, I'd gotten over the whole alpha boss thing in about 10 minutes. The elderly lady who'd owned the neighborhood deli would have beaten Damien in a stare down without breaking a sweat. Damien turned to leave, but I was having none of that. There's more. Victor drools on his desk when he sleeps. If you don't want this particular pregnant woman to toss her cookies all over the expensive oriental carpet, someone else will have to clean it up. Try to aim for the trash can. I continued to glare. Still waiting for my coffee. Pregnant women aren't supposed to drink coffee. I have orders not to make my decaf until your lazy partner brews his special blend. Another pot for the, let's get another pot for the office. I believe the club budget will sustain the expense. Ha ha, Damien Granger had enough money to buy a small country. 
Not only was he half owner of the Gate Club and City Block Realty, but he also ran a fine art acquisitions business for high-end art collectors. None of that included the money and property he'd inherited or the successful investments he'd made along the way. Why not get one of those pod contraptions? My hand shot up, palms facing forward. Please, I have my standards. I know, Mar knowing Marley as I do, I believe your standards could be called into question. Damien, Victor, their friend Blake, and Marley, my fiance, attended private school together. Marley's no longer a concern. I hadn't seen him in six months, and all my efforts to get information had fallen flat. No word from the mindful wanderer. I'd rather not talk about him. I handed Damien a stack of messages. Have fun with the mayor. She's as pissed as a snake in a pit full of elephants. Thank you, Rachel. Your way with words always astounds me. I let my Boston accent out of its cage. You might want to think about dropping the snooty accent. Weren't you born here in Frisco? I spent half my life in England, he leaned closer. And Cassandra enjoys it, he winked. I held up my hand to TMI, go clean up your partner's drool so I can make my coffee. I'm here, I'm here. Victor stumbled into my office, which also served as the all day break room for the three of us. His longish dark hair hung in his face, somehow still looking styled and rock star appropriate. Why don't you drink tea? He grumbled, scratching his stubble. I do drink tea, herbal tea, just not in the morning. Victor yawned. He was very pretty and tall, although not as broad across the shoulders as his best buddy. And he had a smile that could wet a dozen pairs of If it says tea on the box, it's tea, I argued. I suppose you think soy milk comes from the udder of the soy, a rare creature found ambling about the Pyrenees. I don't know how Cassie puts up with your arrogant ass. His grin was brilliant. Neither do I, Miss Abercrombie. Neither do I. He grabbed up a stack of paper towels. What are you doing? I believe I'm on drool duty, correct? He'd finally gotten me to smile, a game we'd played ever since Marley left for his stint in the World Organization for Peace and Tranquility, or TWAPT, a group similar, <laughs> a group, a group similar to the Peace Corps, kinda. Well, get to it, don't want the saliva eaten through his blotter, he loves spicy food. Jeez, I slept on the couch. Is it gonna be one of those days? He wa uh, Victor waved the coffee scoop in the air and the ground sprayed onto the carpet. You can count on it, Damien answered for me, shaking his head in Victor's direct directions. Now I lost count, rats. Victor dumped the coffee back in the container and put the, the scoop on the counter. You've become a freaking tyrant, Rachel. He curled his fingers into claws, made a funny face, then pulled the handheld vacuum out of the cabinet and cleaned up his mess. You try being eight months pregnant, I shouted over the noise. An impossibility, I'm afraid. The two men smiled at each other. Oh, shut up. At least I don't have dangly bits to deal with. Damien sighed, pretending to be hurt by my comment. Our dangly bits should not be discussed in a workplace environment. Just wait until Cassie and Sloan are pregnant. I'm gonna give them all kinds of tips for ways to torture you. 
They weren't laughing now. Victor got busy making coffee. Perhaps a raise, Damien began. I laughed. How about adding free daycare to the club? You're one of 10 female employees. Most of the others are past childbearing age. I'll speak to Sloan about it. Victor's wife was planning another protest to force the club owners, these two, to accept female members. Damien and Victor had been dragging their heels. After all, she has Victor wrapped around her apron strings, right? What, did you tell her that? Victor scowled at his friend. Pay no attention to the pregnant secretary. You and Cassie are coming with Chinese tonight, right? This has become a regular Thursday event since Marley left. Would we ever miss an evening with you, the future hellion and food from Watch Boy? Wait, did you skip breakfast again? I'll run to the cafe and get you a couple of bananas or yogurt. Victor turned toward the hallway. My heart did a little flip. I had the best bosses in the world. Their wives had even thrown me a baby shower. You bought me a case of yogurt from the big box store last week. I'm fine, really, and thanks for letting me continue to work. Sitting around at home drives me nuts. I'd left out the word alone. So there you go. That That's is the beginning. <laughs> so, um, so these are fun characters to write, okay? Because the two alpha guys are like, you know, a little arrogant sometimes, and the 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 girl is just not taking any of that, you know. So, <laughs> so I had a lot of fun. <laughs> And, and I wanted to, to say that I also have books on audio and I love to listen to audio books. I don't have these books on audio, but they are fabulous. I mean, you can't imagine how where you can actually listen to an audio book. You can, yeah. You're cooking, wherever you are, you can listen to an audio book. I even, I'll read in bed, but sometimes I'll have an audio book on um, at night. I have these these Gales books on audio. Uh, I have all seven, the first seven on audio. So they're a lot of fun. And I got an, I got a narrator um, also through ACX. And um, ACX is a great place. I, I actually did, here's something you might not know. I, I actually had uh, people uh, audition and I couldn't find anyone, but sh this girl was listed on ACX. So I actually went and she charged more than I wanted to pay. And I went to her and I said, I have a series. Uh, would you be willing to pay to take less because I have a series and I'm going to want you for all eight books? Oh, nice. So, yeah. So I negotiated that deal. Nice. <laughs> so that worked out well. And as far, as far as what I'm working on now, I thought I would throw that in at the end here. Um, I'm working. I just finished a male male shifter book. Which, oh, wow. Yeah, which is, this is, as Marie, she does everything. Marie's crazy. That so, crazy Marie, huh? <laughs> Marie, that's it. <laughs> so, so Marie um, uh, just did a male male shifter book, and it's with this huge conglomeration, because we were talking about anthologies and doing things with other people, called the Breath of Air series, where there, I think we have about 15 authors, and they release a book every week. But oh, it's wow. our book. It's not part of a of an anthology or part of a box set. It's our book. Everything we have to use their 
it's branded for brand of their series, but it's to be involved with other authors and yet still have complete control except for the book cover designer. So that was uh, really an interesting uh, way to work out the, the uh, you know, co-working with other authors. And it's, and everybody, everybody markets for each other. So mm -hmm. when my book comes out, they'll send it out in their newsletters. And I send out their books in my newsletters. And I post on Facebook about their books. And so we're all marketing for each other. Yeah. So hopefully it gets people to buy the other author's books. So that works out really well. So, uh, yeah. So I had a good time writing that Raven. Uh, it was the Raven and a Wolf <laughs> shifter book. Okay. Is it funny? It's is funny. It Everything okay. I write is Everything funny. Is funny. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you think that little bit was funny that yeah. I just read? Oh, good. You <laughs> laugh. I'm sorry. To oh. you're reading. You can see I giggle a lot. I'm I'm kind of into laughing. Yeah. <laughs> we like to laugh around right here. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. So and the wine doesn't hurt. Right, so right, right. So we got some uh, Martha's Vineyard and some Boston. So I'm I'm wondering, have both of you been to Massachusetts, or do you live in Massachusetts, or have you lived in Massachusetts? Oh, I lived in Massachusetts most of my life. I live in Southern New Hampshire now, but I, I've worked in Boston, downtown Boston. I worked there for like over 20 years. So I'm nice. So we're in Mass in Ham in uh, New Hampshire. Southern New Hampshire. It's a small town called Hampstead. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah, we used to live, um, I used to live up in Haverhill. Oh, cut it out. It's like two minutes away from here. Yeah. <laughs> in Massachusetts. But, okay. Uh, I was going to say, oh my gosh, it's, I mean, so, Dawn has lived everywhere. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched other episodes, but if you say, I used to live in an Adobe <laughs> yeah. Cosita in New Mexico, Dawn would be like, oh, I lived there. <laughs> Could not oh, yeah. no, 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 it was in Massachusetts. We worked. My my husband and I both worked in Boston, downtown Boston. Sure. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm gonna dive. I digress here for a second. We were in the Coast Guard, so we worked right across from Hanover Street, which, if you've given, been to Boston, you know is Little Italy, right? Yep. So I swear I saw the boss at Seven Eleven. Like I'm not kidding. Like the the mob boss, right? Oh. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> I'm like, are we? <laughs> okay. Well, I go into Seven Eleven. There's <laughs> nobody else there except for this guy in this fancy pinstripe suit with a cane with a gold top, right? Oh. And his bodyguards. Oh, right. And he's standing there just watching everything. Yeah. And then a couple people come in, and then I'm just shopping, and I'm this coasty girl right out of Ma Montana, so I'm scared shitless of everything. <laughs> And and uh, and then this guy turns to leave, and everybody in the store stops to say goodbye to him. So I'm like, oh it definitely boss. Definitely a boss, yeah. So anyway, and now you're gonna get shot, no. Don, because oh, no. you just outed, outed you just outed somebody for shopping at 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. My books take place in New York, uh, some of them, and San Francisco. These. What I'm right reading now is San Francisco. She, yeah. the secretary's from Boston originally. Yeah, but they're they're all living in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Right. I lived in, but I lived in New York for 40 years. Yeah, so I think we're not supposed to be friends, right? I know, right? 
I remember when the famous rivalry, you know. I remember when the when the reverse the curse ended, right? Right. There were murders and stuff happening up there in Massachusetts. Murders, and I'm just like, I don't get your sports, people. No, they're ridiculous. Well, hey, I've I've been to San Francisco and I've been to New York, so there. I'm going to New York this year. I'm going to New York. I am for RWA. Awesome. I'm actually not going. That's <laughs> trying to get Miss Dylan to go with me. <gasps> Should it's the best. Not yeah. this. I went to New York last time I was there. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. And I think. Um, Obama was there too. So the day I flew in and was in a cab, it took about three hours to get from <laughs> airport to yeah. the hotel because of all the streets that were shut down That's and stuff. That's always the worst. I, I stood um, guard. I was in the Coast Guard when I lived in Boston, right? So I stood guard for um, for John Kerry when he was running for president. Oh. And um, that in half of the city. I had to go all the way. I had to divert an hour just to get home because That's Carrie was in the park next to my base. Well, well next year, next year RWA is in San Francisco. I yeah. know. I'm so come, come. My mom wants to go to that one. I'm like, oh, you yeah. RWA, but you can go to the book signing later. So she wants to rent a beach house with. I have five, four sisters, Ooh. one brother. And my mom, and they all want to like rent a beach house and go to San Francisco. So, oh, oh I think we should do that, Don. Yeah. Didn't we decide I'm one of your honorary sisters because my name starts with B? Yeah, you can. And you're blonde. Right. Well, at least um, <laughs> now you're blonde. So, <laughs> do you have I'm to change my name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you? Did I just hear you extend an invitation to anyone whose name starts with a D to come to your beach house in yeah. San Francisco? Yeah, yeah blonde hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but my name doesn't start with a D. <laughs> it's a well, you know what? You can just make up a new one. My name is Diane now. There you go. <laughs> a new pen name. New pen name. That's right. Well, let me go with the name. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> now my mom would be like. Ladies, let's go. The morning here. I know it, she's not on tonight because um, my sister's getting married in Las Vegas. Ooh, wow. Like right now? Well, I don't know. Like tomorrow, maybe, or the next oh. day. Um, but my, <laughs> my mom's traveling, so she's like, she's very upset that she can't make it, and she's like, I just love Dylan. She loves when I come, and she loves when I make fun of you on air. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, yes, she does, Mom. Like, I haven't told my mom about this yet. So, but today is her birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Dylan's mom. Yes. That's so, she'll never see this, but happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> so, does anybody have any questions? We should get back to talking about... Um, you really should. I'm sorry. Stuff, right? Um. Does anybody have any questions for Marie or Stephanie? I no, would like to know um, how long both of you have been writing, because it sounds like you both have quite uh, a 
a long line and a, quite the inventory of books yeah. out. 19 books I have. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, the third book in the Gates series, which is, you know, Stroke, Slint, Simmer. The third one is Split. And that will be book number 20. I'm so excited. That's coming awesome. out. That's about a former ballroom dancing couple. Okay. Nice. And, yeah. Uh, so, so do you do all this research? We were talking about research. Do you know yeah. how to ballroom dance? I do not know how to ballroom dance, um, but I have danced in the past. Yeah. Um, and I have done quite a bit of research on it. And So You Think You Could Dance is one of my uh -huh. favorite shows. <laughs> You know who else loves that? Sheila Roberts. She <laughs> loves that. She watches it like she's a great show. Yeah. It is yeah. a good show. But I love the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been, uh, writing, I, I've been published since 2011, and um, the Melissa Affair will be my 35th. Woohoo! Congratulations! Oh, yeah. That's great. She's lapping us, Don. Yeah, I think I, been, I don't even know where I'm at. I think I'm like of twelve, but um, only like six or like full length yeah. for a short story. But I gotta get going. I do. I've only been writing like seven years. That's it. Well, seven. so have I. <laughs> I read Twilight and decided I can do that. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I read Twilight. Okay, yeah. I can do that. So I'm there. <laughs> I've lived in the town since Twilight. <laughs> I think Don is actually a pathological liar. Um, you think that? You think? I think that. maybe one of your multiple personalities lived in the town on Twilight. So listen. I'm gonna have. I'm joking. I'm gonna have this lady named Susie Spicer, right? She's her name is Susie Spicer. Her husband was my husband's chief in Port Angeles. She's spicy as hell, and she's gonna get on and tell you I've lived in in Port Angeles. I haven't lived in Forks. We visited there a lot, but oh, okay. I did live in Port Angeles during the Twilight craze. It was quite interesting. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. the Coast Guard did lots of mid-air rescues. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, no. The cliffs from the book, right? So um she got it wrong. It the cliffs aren't attached to the land. They're actually out in the ocean. So people would swim to the cliffs and then start Ooh. climbing them. And then the Coast Guard would have to go do mid-air rescues wow. all the time over there for those kind of fanatics. So well, I have to let you know, uh, it's really interesting you were in the Coast Guard. I have one of my all time best friends, her husband was in the Coast Guard and I actually um, did some research and he, he helped me out tremendously. Thanks. And, uh, and one of my books actually, recent uh, audiobook, Let It Snow, which is about this um, Coast Guard kind of rescue of a ferry at, that was between Martha's Vineyard and, and the mainland. <laughs> Yeah, have this long involved conversation. Anyway, I was stretching, of course, taking some creative license, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he was so cool. His name was Stephen Conway. Still is Stephen Conway. Okay, yeah. I'll have to look him up. My husband's still in. He's a chief in the Coast Guard right now. Um, so and he's about I'm retired. My my friend is. Yeah. Oh well, he mine mine will be retiring soon. I know. I look so young. You are. <laughs> 
<laughs> my husband will be you're, you're a wee babe don a wee babe <laughs> but yeah he's retiring soon from the coast guard um i'm prior service myself um and we're actually in the place where we met so my husband and i met here in virginia and um in in fact dylan your um romance uh romance chicks right they asked a question or something like where did you meet your spouse mm -hmm. whatever yeah there was a so, takeover in that group today a, a huge group of authors did a takeover and that was i think one of the questions they asked yeah sure so my husband uh, there was a guy that was hitting on me right because i was like one there was like three of us females in like a hundred something males on this everybody <laughs> those are good odds those are my kind of odds don this guy was, was hitting on me but he was creepy as hell right so he was like oh yeah so i'm an officer you want to go out with me and i'm like no he's like why because i'm spanish or because i'm an officer i'm like because you're an officer so then he kept um well what if i tell you an officer or tell you i wasn't an officer and i'm like well then that'd make you a liar and i don't think <laughs> <laughs> so he's like well so he's kind of coming up with some excuse and i see this random person walking past so i'm like oh my gosh there's one of my really good friends and i've been meaning to talk to him i gotta go by i took off running and it was my husband and that's how i met my husband and he was drunk as hell so don't tell him i told you this but he was drunk <laughs> And he was walking and I'm like, hey, and he didn't know, but he was, he, he was like, hey, as if we knew each other. <laughs> and, and he's like, hey, how's it going? So he didn't know he was playing along with me. And I'm like, good, good. So, and then of course, then he's like, hey, you want to go for a walk? And I'm like, not again. <laughs> But then eventually I ended up going for that walk and now we're married. So he rescued Aww. me from a creepo. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so anyway, it's long. Sorry, I digress. I took the focus off you guys. Sorry. sorry. It's because I've had some wine and Dylan, Dylan's the reason. I want you to know. Sure. <laughs> All right, there is, um, well, there's a question for me from Linda. Where did it go? Um, the new series, Lemon Hearts and Stolen Hearts. Um, that is the prequel, Linda. So, um, so the way in my mind that this is going to work is book one will come out in April, book two in May, and then hopefully a book three in June. And then the prequel will come out in that box set in August. So you don't have to read the prequel. They'll, they're all standalone. I mean, you'll just, you know, they're the same characters, but, but you don't have to read any of them to, you can, you can read them all alone. So, um, so hopefully that answers your question. And then let's see, Karen wants to know how long have you been married? So I don't know if you all are married, but if you are married, she wants to know how long everyone's been married. And I'm, divorced. <laughs> I'm divorced and it's a good thing. 
<laughs> Cheers but, to that, Marie. <laughs> but, you know, I have two amazing daughters and a fabulous writing community and an amazing brother who always backs me up. And I am in a happy place, a very happy place right now. So things are really good. I'm married 36 years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, two, sons, two sons who are single and I'll never have grandchildren. <laughs> never say never. My uncle had his first kid, I think, when he was, I don't even remember now, um, but like probably late 40s. Yeah. Never say I'll never. I have to live to 100 to see my grandchildren. <laughs> I have four grand kitties. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. <laughs> and here I am dreading grandkids, all right? Like, my son's only 15. Oh, dude. So but he's like at the age now where I'm kind of scared. My children are available to be loaned out as grandchildren if anyone <laughs> feels the need. Oh, and they all have very distinct personalities. So whether you want a bookworm or a social person or just a self-contained human catastrophe, be my 10-year-old boy, um, I will share. Oh, Dylan, I love you so much. Well, the reason I didn't have pink cotton candy is because my son ate it all. So <laughs> along with... His Valentine's that he was supposed to take to school today. He was one short because he got into them the other night. Uh-oh. And ate all of them except yeah. he was one short. Poor Alex. Alex did not have a Valentine. So we had to go to Target and buy an entire bag. And, of course, they didn't have the same thing. So we had to get something different. So poor Alex now is the only kid that got fruit shoes instead of Starburst jelly beans. But I'm sorry. Now I'm the one digressing. <laughs> So, John, how long have you been married? I have been married, okay, hang on, 16 or 17 years. But I kind of just runs together at that point. Sleep, okay. My husband, What's that? My husband's the one that um, takes care of the um, knowledge of how long we've been married. And he's always, like, telling me 16 years. No, 17 years. Also, how old we are because we're two weeks apart. So, he tells me how old I am because I forget constantly and he tells me how long we've been married but he's asleep so i think 16 years we'll go with that. <laughs> i forget how old i am sometimes i spent a whole half a year thinking i was I a year older than i am right. and my kid finally caught me on it because you don't say that anymore you never have to the math is hard now well, my mom at one point in my life she became 28 and then oh right she was 28 until all of a sudden she was 39. Oh, wow. And then, and then she was 39 forever. And I don't know how old she is right now. So I'll have to ask her next time she comes <laughs> Well, I've been married 18 years. Yeah. 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 So when did you so get the same person? And that is a long ass time. Um, oh, no. I, I love him very much. I gave him a um, I gave him a card for Valentine's Day because the other day when he was supposed to get underway on patrol and then his boat broke. I can Are say that. Are you supposed to say that? Oh my gosh, Don. I can say that. Okay. You can see that they're still on at the pier. 
The, his boat broke. He had to come back. But God, first uh, she shares like mafia intelligence, and now she's <laughs> sharing Coast Guard secrets. I don't. I don't. We're gonna get shut down. I don't. Hope you enjoyed the last episode of Romance <laughs> Happy Hour. What you're gonna do, Dylan? <laughs> I don't show. I Opsec is my favorite for all you Coast Guard wives watching. I love Opsec. Operational security for you, not. Oh. not <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. He's at the pier. Um, uh, now you made me forget what I was saying. Valentine. What are you doing? You yeah. I don't I, remember. I gave him his Valentine oh. before he left. Yes, you gave him a card. I did, and his chocolate. And he ate it all. So, so now I gave him another card. And so tomorrow, I'm forcing him to get a tattoo. That's his Valentine present is a tattoo. But is it gonna be your name across his forehead? He already has my name on his chest. He got that one oh, like, wow. um, earlier in our marriage. But so my favorite book is Pride and or as uh, Persuasion from Jane Austen. And I have um half of my quote the other half. So I'm forcing him to get that for our for Valentine's nice. so he's, getting, he's getting you pierce my soul. I am half agony, half hope. Uh, oh my gosh, and then is he gonna get his nipples pierced? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll suggest it to him. I'll say, Dylan suggested you get your nipples pierced. It's not a suggestion. I was just wondering because you said pierced and it's on his yeah, chest. And I just thought it could go along with it. Dylan, so. you surprise me. That is the love letter that Captain Wentworth writes to Anne in Persuasion from Jane Austen. Well, you could modernize it a little. Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, we are kind of going over. I, I don't know if Marie and Stephanie want to sit around and talk about piercings and... Um, I'm sorry, I'm drunk and it's Dylan's fault. Gonna... It is not my fault. <laughs> You're such a lightweight. I, I really am. Piercings are part of the whole, you know, sexy romance scene. You know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Sorry. I actually have a character um, with a piercing that is in a book that is not published right now. And I had to do some interesting research on that. It's a yeah. so you're betting on character. You have a piercing? Where What's that? Betting on the bad boy doesn't have a piercing? Nope. No. Dante, no. Dante has glasses. I guess I envisioned him a bad boy. You know what? He can be whatever you want, Don. If okay. that's your fantasy, you just take it away, girl. All right, I will. I don't know where you would go for those really intimate piercings. I wonder. <laughs> All right. Um, there are a lot of places. I think a lot of tattoo shops have people that do professional piercings. Yeah. Those don't seem very professional, though. They seem like really <laughs> off the beaten path, kind of. Like Spencer's, I think. Well, some. I think it's a lot more mainstream now than yeah. it used to be. So it's not like you're going in the back closet with an ice cube. I think they, um, <laughs> I think it's more medical now. <laughs> or, or Claire's at the mall. I don't think they do a lot. That's where my daughter had her ears pierced. Yeah. <laughs> them off of these you have to go yeah right <laughs> some bathroom yep 
Oh, Linda says she's been married for 40 years. And they say, oh, wow, Linda, that's amazing. Wow. How come I didn't see that? And it is amazing that you have not killed each other yet. <laughs> oh, I do see that. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, that I believe in, in wonderful, loving marriages. You know, I just, you know, it's, you know, it's the cards. No, I mean, you know, out, you know, my parents were married for 25 years and then got divorced. And now they're married and they're two amazing people. And um, so, I mean, you know, it's just, it happens. But it's, it, you just get to find love again. That's right. Love is always out there, right? Yes. Yeah. I love love. God, she is strong. All right, we're going to end this. Yeah, Dylan, end it. Oh, well, thank you so much for being with us. I hope we weren't too obnoxious. Or I hope Dawn wasn't too obnoxious. I hope maybe we'll consider coming back sometime. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Thank you. It was yeah. great. Thank you for coming so much. Oh, yeah, we appreciate it. And then um, also, we will put your giveaway post because you're both giving away, um, I think Marie, you're giving away some ebooks, and Stephanie, you're giving away some audiobooks. And so we will pin that to the top of the page so people will still have a chance to get in on those. Yes. Absolutely. Great. And, and then, Dawn, do you want to say who's coming next time? Yes. Or, I'm sorry. Who will be on the show next time? So next time we're going to have Casey Bateman and C.A. I knew you were going to screw this up. Zarek. Zarek. How do you say it? I believe it's Zarek. Zarek. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. C.A. Zarek and Casey Bateman. I'm sorry. Right. We have to apologize to her next time. I, why me? No, I won. No, oh. I, I did <laughs> John and I actually are very good friends. I know you can't tell. No. <laughs> she, she's like the annoying older sister that I never had. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I'm oh. so much older than you. That's not even funny. All I hear is sister. Oh, no. <laughs> no. We, we love each other. It's all in good fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, thank you so much for being with us. We had a really good time. This was a, a fun way to spend Valentine's yeah, Day. And I really enjoyed hearing both of your books. Thanks a lot. Thanks for And I can meet you guys. Hope I meet you in person sometime. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Go out for drinks. Yes. <laughs> well, you're going to be in New York, right? Are you still you're going not. to RWA? Oh, you're not. Oh. Marie's no, not. Stephanie is. Go at RWA. Well, maybe now we'll have to go to RWA if we're going to have drinks. Yeah, right. <laughs> or New York. Or, or we can all just, just meet up for that uh, San Francisco RWA on the beach with my beach. Yeah, we definitely. Talk. Sounds good for me. With your family. Yep. Yeah. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. It would be fun. See my fourth years. Okay. I'm, I'm the like, I'm the lame ass one. Let's just put it that way. I'm lame. The rest of my sisters are crazy as shit. Yeah. Where's all this language coming from tonight, Dawn? Taylor, I'm telling you this is a PG program. <laughs> I know it is PG. I'm so sorry. I would have read from Stroke, <laughs> which doesn't have a PG chapter in it. <laughs> we try to keep it PG on the show. And then Dylan makes me drink, and then I get my Taylor's back. <laughs> I wasn't.
was a sailor. I am a sailor. Well, it was. All right. Okay. I'm going to end this since the 11 minutes passed. Yes. Put, put, put them out of their misery, Don. Let them go. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. This was fun. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Romance Happy Hour. To find out who's coming on next or catch up on the video episodes, visit our website at romancehappyhour.com. Don't forget, you can always join us live on the second and fourth Thursday of each month on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. To connect with Dawn or me, check the show notes for our contact info. We'll see you next time. Cheers! Cheers.